This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 40 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour, the best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City, along with my producer, Blake Schneiders. We're here every Sunday morning, and we discuss the mental side of sports on this show. As you know, I've been here for 30 years in the radio in Kansas City, 20 years here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. Our shows are podcasted throughout the country in a number of cities rebroadcast and this show is for you it's about you it's about mindsets it's about attitudes it's about the psychological side of sports and I'm in my 40th year of work as a sports psychologist working with athletes all over the place professional amateur collegiate high school Olympic and it's been my privilege to work with so many great people throughout my career I really enjoy doing what I do because I like helping people out to accomplish their goals. And I've been here for a long time on the radio talking about mindsets and attitudes. And the purpose of this show is to help you deal with the issues you've got to deal with, whether you're an athlete or whether you're a coach, whether you're a fan, whatever. Today we have a special show, though, because today it's Father's Day. And every year I do this show, just like on Mother's Day, we do a show to honor your your dad. And I'd love to hear from you today. We're going to open up our phone lines right away because this is an opportunity for you to give us a call and share a story about your dad, the role he has had in your life, if he's still with us or if he's passed on, how he's helped you out, how he's helped guide you, how he's helped mold you, how he's helped shape you into the person you are now. Did your dad coach you? Did your dad was your dad your coach? Did as a youngster was he a, a youth sports coach? Is he coaching you now? As you got into high school and moved up the ranks in sports, did he assist you as well? So I'd love to hear from you. Our phone number is nine one three three eight ten eight ten. This is a great opportunity to thank your dad on the air for who he is and what he's done for you. You know we're all reflections of three things our genetics that we can't change although some of us wish we could the way we were raised which we can't change and the environment we're in now and that environment that we're in now is shaped by the the lessons we learn the things we are taught how did you learn how to succeed and fail how did you learn about pressure how did you learn about fun You know, when it comes to playing sports, and this is a sports psychology show, although we delve into other issues on here, what role did sports play for you when you were younger? What role is it playing in your life now? And how did your parents help you out with that? 
you know, for many of us, our dads end up coaching us, end up being a volunteer coach, a paid coach possibly. You know, maybe your youth baseball team needed a coach, so your dad played baseball, so he decided to help coach out. Was that a good or bad thing? For some people, it's a tremendously positive thing. For some people, it's very stressful. I have many, many young people that I see in my office. I had two new people in this week, and we we discussed their parents. Their parents were in the session as well. And oftentimes what I get from so many of these young athletes is they feel pressure from their mom or dad to please them. They want to, to play well. They want to do well because they want to please them. And oftentimes they feel they're not and then they feel they're stressed out because they're not doing well. So it's interesting because we then get into discussions about that and talk about that. And I think the role parents play in our lives obviously is so important, but when it comes to sports as well and you know, what kind of a role model was your father? How did he impact you? How did he affect you? And this is a great opportunity for you to call up and share a story about him. Our number is 913-3810-810. It's Father's Day, 2021. We have survived this pandemic. We're on the downside of it. Things are getting better. And families make a big have had such a big impact by this and our parents have, have obviously helped get us through this and for many of us our parents were in assisted living or nursing home facilities we couldn't see them I think it's made our parents even more important to us okay once again our number is 913 I'd love to hear from you a story about your father being this Father's Day let's go to the phones let's see what Mark has to say Mark good morning Dr. Jacobs how are you how are you, sir? Great. Hey, what I want to talk about, I'm a dad of uh, four daughters. Now they're all grown up, and uh, I coached them in uh, fast-pitch softball, and I didn't know anything about soccer, but uh, <laughs> I kind of got drafted into that because all the other dads took two steps back, and I only took one. So I coached that about, I mean, I read everything I could and watched real coaches do soccer. So I, I did fairly well. Won a, a state rec cup down in North Carolina. But anyway, the parents would always kind of complain to me that I mistreated my daughters when they were on my team. And I'm not sure. I'll be quick about this if I can. I, I don't think I mistreated them. I just played a lot of sports when I was young. And a lot of dad coaches made their kids the shortstop or batting cleanup when they shouldn't have been. So I didn't feel like I could be objective, and so I kind of went the negative way. Really? That's interesting, Mark. So what what did you do that made you feel like that, that you were being more negative, and, and how did your daughters react to that? <laughs> if you don't mind, we can do hey, a little therapy like session was, here on the air, sir. Like was, I'm sorry. We can do a little therapy session here on the air. This is, this is good. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah I, I felt like they were, you know, I'm sure they thought I was picking on them. And I probably was, but I didn't, I, I, I just could not, you know, I thought about it, thought about it. I can't be objective here. You know, I, I, I'm like any other parent. I want my kid to do great, but I don't want it to distract from the team or distract from another kid. 
So you kind of go, well, my kid should be batting here. I'm going to put him down a few places. My kid should be playing center. Uh, I'll put him over and left, that sort of thing. Or my kid, you know, everybody thinks wants their kid to be up top in soccer and score goals. Uh, you know, I'll put my kid back here in, on, in the back, blah, 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 anyway. so. Well, let me ask you this question. How are your daughters with you now? How old are they now? Thirty-nine, thirty-four. Okay, so and, and I assume great relationship with three of them, but not with the youngest one. But that's just the way it goes. Okay, well, do they have kids? Uh, just my oldest one does. Okay, and, and that's a girl, of course, and she's in college, and she coached her for a little while. Okay, so you have great relationships with three, but not one. Why don't you have the great relationship with the other one? Uh, that's the one I coach the most, probably. And, it just, and that that goes beyond sports. That goes beyond, and she was kind of a wild girl all the way through high school. And I was like, you know, the dad calling wherever she was, checking up on her. You know, the normal trying to keep them out of trouble routine. I think she's she still kind of resents me for that, and that's just nothing I can do about that. But well, there, there's always something, Mark. There's always something you can do about by talking. You know, by sitting down and talking with her. I'll tell you, tell you what we're going to do. If you don't mind holding on. I'd like to ask you some more questions. We have to go to our commercial break here. But I'd, okay. li- I'd like to ask you some more questions when we come back, and let's talk about this because, you know what? So many people coach their kids and get stressed out about it, about what's the right way to do it, and let's let's sort of talk about what you think you did that was wrong that might help some people out, if you don't mind. So hold on. We're going to go to our commercial break. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. It's Father's Day. Love to hear from you. Our number is 913 Hello again, everyone. I'm a sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. And today's Father's Day. We're talking about the role dads have in your lives. We were talking to Mark, but the call dropped. So, Mark, give us a call back. Love to continue that conversation. You know, it's interesting. Mark said he coached four daughters. They're all older now, but he was a little too hard on them. And hard on them because maybe he wanted them to succeed or he didn't want to play favorites i we're going to get into that but hopefully he'll give us a call back but i'd love to hear from you our number is 913-3810-810 what role did your dad play in your life if you're an athlete or just in general for that matter you know coaching your kids if you're a parent and you can be mom or dad in this situation is not easy to do Coaching your kids is not easy because in Mark's situation, you know, do you play favorites? Do you not play favorites? Like you said, maybe he didn't put them in the the best positions because he didn't want to play a favorite. Maybe he did. Everybody has opinions on those things, and it's not easy. So what role as a parent do you play when you're coaching your kids? You know, that's that's obviously a show we've done many, many times. And as you know, I co-authored a book with Kansas City Royals Hall of Famer Jeff Montgomery and USA Olympic swim coach Pete Malone called Just Let Him Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports. And we talk a lot in that book about parenting and coaching, and it's not easy. So if you are if you are an athlete, were an athlete, did your dad coach you? And if you are a dad, have you coached your kids? 
what is that like to do is does it put extra pressure on you to not play favorites does it put extra pressure on you sometimes that you feel you've got to play your child because they're the best you think they're the best kid on the team so how do you balance that out one of the things i was talking about you know have an assistant coach who obviously can give you an unbiased opinion because they're not it's not their child all right, our number is 913-3810810. 913-3810810. Hopefully Mark will give us a call back. The call dropped there during the commercial break. But if you are a parent and you coach your kids, do you feel extra pressure sometimes that you've got to please them You've got to, or that you've got to be extra critical? It's not easy being a parent and being a coach at the same time because you've got to wear two hats. I have many, many athletes I've worked with who will say they feel when it comes to their kid, their their parents, they want to please them, and they they are often disappointed. Will say, you know, I'm I'm letting them down because I'm not the best athlete on the team. I'm letting them down because I feel like I could be doing better. It's not easy if you're a parent and you're coaching your kids on a team sport. You know, do you put extra pressure? You know, we can go back to the Todd Marinovich story. Many of you know who that is. He was the Raiders quarterback. He went to, grew up in Southern California. His dad, Mark Marinovich, was a trainer. And when Todd Marinovich was still in the womb of his mother, Mark Marinovich came out and said he's going to become an NFL quarterback. And indeed he did. He ended up playing for the L.A. Raiders, went to USC, then played for the Raiders, didn't last very long and has had a multitude of problems, drug addiction. He was just arrested this past year. He was naked in somebody's backyard on cocaine, I believe, was the story. And it's, it's, it's a sad, sad situation when it happened to him. Why? The pressure to have to be, you know, to, to prove you can, you can do what your dad wants you to do. I was on a show years ago, quite frankly, with Stephen A. Smith with a dad and his second-year-old son. This dad claimed his son was the fastest second grader in the country, and he was grooming him to be an NFL quarterback. So oftentimes the pressure to make your kids into something you, you want them to be, but they may not want to be, can be detrimental. All right, our phone number is 913 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. I'd love to hear from you. It's Father's Day. Give us a story about your dad. What kind of a role did your dad play in your life? How does he help you overcome problems? How did he help you deal with things? What did he teach you? It's a great opportunity to do this on the air. And just just to thank him for being who he is. So, Blake, let me ask you a question. Your dad obviously has had a big impact on you. You've shared it before. What would you say the biggest thing he did for you was? Well, we have a caller. All right, let's go get the caller, and then we'll go back to you. But... 913-3810-810 is our number. It's a great opportunity to thank your dad for what he's done for you. And, you know, we all have, have had such a rough time this past year and a half with the pandemic and getting through everything. It's been hard sometimes because we haven't been able to see our parents. And I think it's made us appreciate them more now as we're coming out of this. I know so many people have told me they got to give their parents a hug for the first time. I'm going to go see my mother in Southern California in a month. 
and uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's see what Mitch has to say. Mitch, good morning. Dr. Jacobs, how are you? I'm great, Dr. Jacobs. Thanks for taking the call. How are you? Great. Thank you for calling in. Happy Father's Day to you. I'm Same to you. calling in. To, uh, today would have been my dad's birthday. He passed away in 99, so I thought this was an appropriate time to share a story. Uh, I was a baseball player, and uh, in my high school days, uh, I did not make the team my junior year, and I was just absolutely devastated. And one of the things I remember, my dad was older and of another generation and a very stoic gentleman, and he was very supportive and always there for me and his family, but he really didn't say much about it. In fact, you know, in those days, parents didn't pick up the phone and call the coach or athletic director or anything. He just said, well, go back out and prove him wrong. So the story goes, I, I made the team my junior year state champions and I I did I went on to play in college um, and I went back to my high school to make sure I let my coach know that I did make the team in college but the one thing that now, I excuse me what was that what was that like when you told him that oh it was, it was satisfying I wasn't rubbing his nose in it he was a he's a very well-known individual who's been very successful and uh, started his career at where I went to school and very renowned football coach and just recently retired but that's that's uh either here nor there with the story the, the the main point about my dad how he he was always there for support and uh win or lose on the drive home he really didn't say if it was a bad game or if i made an error or you know i was a pitcher if i didn't have my best outing he he never he just he just was pretty quiet about it unless I wanted to talk. He didn't bring stuff up. He didn't ask a lot. He was just always there for me if I ever needed to talk to him. And so uh, fast forward many years later, I became a baseball coach in high school and uh, in a very successful program. had a lot of success in the 90s, and I kind of took some of him with me I'm more emotional and more, you know, vocal. But then I became an athletic director at a school in our community, and then I got to see what the what the more modern parent was like about when things didn't go right for their kid in a sport. And of course, baseball was my passion, and we had a solid program with a very good young coach and a, a good team, but. Uh, Took phone calls, anonymous phone calls. Well, and Mitch, hold on a sec. We've got to go to our commercial break, but I'd like you to hold on. I want to continue this with you because I've got some things I want to ask you about this, if you don't mind. Hold, I don't holding mind. On. Okay. Okay, hold on. We'll come back to you here in a moment. I, I want to talk about parents today and your, your opinion on that. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. It's Father's Day. Give us a call at 913-3810-810 if you want to talk about your dad and the role he's played in your life. We're sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. It's Father's Day. It's a great opportunity for you to give us a call and thank your dad for what he's done for you in your life. Our number is 913-3810-810. 
And on the line is Mitch, who's been talking with us. He was kind enough to hold on over the commercial break. And so, Mitch, you said you've you've coached. You were coached by your dad. He left a big impact on you. And you said that parents today are different. What 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 do you think is different about them? Well, I don't want to you know stereotype or overgeneralize, but the parents. I mean, and I you know I'll include myself. They're just more involved. And I'll say that, you know, there's, you know, you get the good and the bad. There's more involved and more vocal. And, uh, it, you know, when you're, when you're the coach, you know, and I, I've heard you say this so many times. I, I work at night and I drive home, listen to you every week. Well, it's thank you. Commu- it's about communication and, you know, having preseason meetings and laying out the expectations. And, you know, it's, it's emotional for parents to see, you know, if a kid is struggling. And if you're, if you're fair and reasonable and, you know, you can get on kids without being insulting or humiliating, but, uh, you know, you, you don't have to look very far. I remember when, uh, you know, you hear stories of parents picking up the phone and calling a college coach to voice their displeasure about things that would have never happened in a million years, you know, back in the day and uh it's just it's a different time and and overall like i said the vast majority of the parents i ever worked with were very good very supportive but uh there was always you know a handful that uh you know were negative and it's just it's the nature of the beast do you think mitch with your experience as a coach as a parent and athletic director as well. Do you think today parents have more expectations on their kids, higher expectations on their kids, and is that putting pressure on a lot of kids to try to perform to please their parents more so than to just enjoy the experience? Oh, I think there's probably no doubt about that that's part of it. Uh, You know, we could take hours to go over this whole topic of parents pushing their kids and you know, you know, in the, in the, again, I'm sound like an old guy, but we didn't have uh, private lessons. There wasn't a hitting coach, a pitching coach. There weren't all these resources available, you know, all the batting cages around and whatnot. I mean, you went, you practiced, you played your games, and if you're lucky enough to get in an all-star game at the end, you did that. Uh, and there's, there is more pressure in the, the, the almighty scholarship is the big factor with a lot of of the parents. You got to know, you got to do this because you got to get a scholarship. And I will go to my grave as saying the reason for playing sports at the youth level all the way up through high school is not about getting a scholarship. It's great if it happens. And if you're good enough, if you're good enough to play at that next level, they will find you, but that should never be the reason for participating. And you have seen, and you will see, kids getting burnt out. Uh, had a kid in my family, same way. The parents pushed him, you know, the summers, all the tournaments. I ran into him. He was a junior, and I said, how you doing? He said, I'm sick of it. And uh, he was really good. He could have played in college, but... He got burnt out. He just wanted to go to school and be a student. 
And I heard the same story like two days ago about uh, another kid, same age. Uh, it takes its toll. And so the thing about our era, you know, I played my 24 games or whatever in the summer, but, uh, you know, I worked, <laughs> I worked 30, 40 hours a week, whether it was construction or mowing lawns or whatever. We had jobs. We had time to be a kid. And now it's everything structured and camps. And that's why you're seeing the, the, the demise of the multi-sport athlete, especially in the bigger schools. It's harder and harder. The summers are impossible. But uh, so, yeah, and in answer to your questions, there's, there's more pressure by, by a certain percent of the population and a lot of it's motivated by you know getting a scholarship and and that sort of thing so there's one word mitch that i talk about all the time on this show fun isn't that why we should be isn't that isn't that the whole purpose shouldn't that be the purpose i always and, and what i didn't tell you is when my oldest son got to be about 11 we were living in a smaller community and there was a rec league and i asked him do you want me to coach the team and he said yes and i said well i'll do it as long as you want me to so for about four years i coached a rec team and uh it was it was not a tournament level scenario and uh some years were really good some years pretty average but the bottom line is i want i did want him to have fun i want him to learn and develop but you know we tried to have fun with it and uh, of course it's always more fun when you win but uh, some of these kids were not very experienced, and the expectations were not super high. And uh, we ended up doing okay. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's a dilemma. But I will add one thing. As far as some of the coaches that I've run into over the years, because as a coach, if I would go to a game to watch, I would pretty much avoid being near parents because I couldn't handle – you know, the negative comments about kids or the coaches, so I kind of stand up to the side. But uh, the, the ones that I have run into over the years that have real playing experience at a higher level, most of them aren't that way with kids. They, they get it, they've been there, they've done it, and uh, they've got a pretty good handle on it. And, uh, one example of that several years ago is when I went and watched Jeff Montgomery's team play. Uh, his, I don't know, they were maybe 14. and You never heard him raise his voice. They were good. And, you know, he had a reputation because he was a pro, and he, he was very good, so he had a lot of credibility. But, you know, uh, it's the ones that – and the, the other problem, whether it's parents or coaches, is trying to live vicariously through the kid. You know, it's well, I can tell you, my, my oldest son, Jeff Montgomery's first rec team, the Mustangs, my oldest son made the team and played on it for two years. And, and yeah, I know I've known Jeff because uh, as the Royal Psychologist back in 1990, I got to know him. Great guy. He treated all the kids properly. He knew what he was doing and he was fair and it was fun. You know, he made he all the kids got to play. My son was the last kid on the team. But he got to play, and he had a good time with it. Listen, Mitch, I want to thank you for calling in and sharing all this. If if there's a, anything you'd like, like, if there's anything you'd like to share about your dad before we go here, what would you like to tell share with us? 
he was always there for his family. Till you know, he lived to be 86 years old, and till till the very end, he was always there for my older siblings and his grandkids. And, uh, that's the way I try to be with my own kids. So, I did. Ha- I have. I've been dying to ask you one question, Doctor Jacobs. Did you, your very first year? I know you've been doing this 40 years. Did you ever work with the KU baseball team, like one of your very first years? I was with the KU baseball team, I, uh, let's see, 83, 84, 84, 85. Okay. When uh, uh, Skip James okay. was the assistant coach, Marty Patton was the head coach. Yeah, and there are a no, number of that players on that team that I've actually stayed in touch with over the years. Very good. Slightly after me, but I remember our coach – had a psychologist and it was it was brand new back then when we all went to visit with him but uh, I just wasn't sure if that was you or not but I wanted to also tell you with all the listeners what a great service you provide to this community and you know I, I listen to your show every week I heard your anniversary show the feedback and the comments from people from all over the country calling in was just really amazing and heartwarming so thank you for what you do for our community for all the parents coaches and athletes well i appreciate that much very much thank listen sir thanks for listening thanks for sharing your story and uh, you have you have a great day and, and stay well and stay safe same to you happy father's day thank you sir same to you this is the sports psychology hour and sports psychologist dr andrew jacobs it's father's day i'd love to hear from you our number is 913 Good morning, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. It is Father's Day, and we've had a couple great calls. I want to thank Mitch, who just called in for sharing so much with us and for the very kind comments he made to me as well. And I'd love to hear from you. Our number is 913-3810-810. If you'd like to share a story with us about your dad, the role he's played in your life, how he's helped you become who you are, 913 is our number. And as a father of two two sons, uh, I, I you know I raised them after uh, I was divorced basically by myself. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work balancing all these things out. And I know every day I like to hear from my sons. Don't hear from them every day, but hear from them most days. And it always makes me feel good. They've gone on to both become successful in their chosen walks of life. My oldest son's engaged. He's going to have a great life ahead of him, wonderful fiance. And I know as a parent, that means the world to me. So, Blake, share a story with us about your dad. You've talked about your dad before with us so many times. Tell us something about him and what he's done for you. And obviously he's done a lot of good things because you're a pretty good guy. Well, I appreciate that, Dr. Jacobs. At least on Sunday morning. <laughs> At, At least very early on a Sunday. I'm usually pretty good. Um, yeah, no, so I was uh, I was extremely fortunate. My dad was my coach at a young age for a couple different sports. He was my football coach originally, and then he was also my baseball coach for a majority, most of my life. Um, obviously not in high school, but um, and not my last eighth grade year where I started doing some travel stuff, but... Um, he did everything. I mean, he was out in the yard with me, teaching me how to throw, like always working on our game, but it was never, 
like I said, I was very fortunate because especially in the kind of culture we have today where you have parents that kind of like Mitch was talking about want to live vicariously through their sons or daughters. Um, mine didn't try to do that. He, he was very aware of, hey, if you want to do this, I would love to help you. If not, you just let me know. You say the word and we'll wipe our hands of this mess, you know, whatever it is. So he never was the kind that was overly, hey, we got to do this. Hey, we got to do that. Now, he also never played the favorite game uh, in baseball, but he didn't swing the opposite way either. He didn't, you know, sometimes you'll have sons of the coach that get babied and you have sons of the coach that get overly you know, overly reprimanded if they do something almost because they feel the, the, the coach or the father feels like they have to um, because they don't want to seem like their baby and their kid. But my dad, for some reason, he even though he w- had, you know, he wasn't really, he coached my sister on a couple of things as well. But again, he was very good at just understanding, hey, I'm just here to teach. I'm not here to control and I'm not here to live through you. You just say the word and, and we'll we'll work on it. If not, you say the word and I'll be out of your hair. So I was very, very fortunate enough to have somebody who, and I don't know who taught this to him because I don't think his, you know, my dad grew up on a farm um, and his dad was working night and day. So he didn't have somebody necessarily teach him that. So the fact that he was able to understand when it came time to teach not only me, but my sister, um, how how to not only be a good coach as a dad, but how to not be overbearing, how to not, you know, do the bad check marks on the boxes. So um, I was always extremely happy and, and very lucky to have kind of a a dad like that. And, and he not only taught me, he said, Hey, if you're going to do anything, you're going to do it a hundred percent and you're not going to do it at all. Well, he obviously did a good job with you because you've turned out pretty good. And, you know, being that it is father's day, it's a great opportunity for us to, to remember things our fathers have done for us positively and or negatively that have shaped us into who we are. And, and you know, I've, I've done this show now for 30 years, 20 years here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. I love doing this show every week because of the calls we've had, you know, especially the, the call from Mitch there um, sharing the stories about him and, and what Mark was sharing or, uh, earlier. And, you know... We're reflections, as I said, of a lot of things, the way we're raised or the environment we're in, the people that surround us. I know I'm very fortunate that my parents raised my two younger sisters and I. We've all become parents, married, had kids. Um, and and I know we're all reflections of, of that. And my father taught me a lot of things, a lot of things that, that weren't very good um towards the end but uh one of the things that i will i will say that he did teach me that that has become part of what i am is is hard work and commitment and that was something he was dedicated he was a physician and in his heyday he was one of the top gastroenterologists in the country and one of the things i always admired about him was his work ethic um later on in life things changed with that but he was an extremely hard worker and to this day, I still run into, he's been gone for a number of years, but I still run into patients that he had, people who tr- he treated who, who would say, oh, you're Dr. Jacob's son. And uh, it's interesting just the, the impact he had on, on people uh, earlier on, and, and that left an impact on me. And I hope I've done that with my sons. I think as, you know, uh, 
On Mother's Day, I do a show honoring moms. We do this show honoring dads today. It's a great opportunity, I think, especially in light of what's happened this past year and a half with this pandemic and this crisis and all the things going on in our country right now to just take some time to reflect back on who we are and what we're about. And, you know, in the end, it, it, it's all about, to me, it's all about family. That That's in the end what it's about. And it's about, you know, your parents, your grandparents, your kids. And re- reflecting on a day like this does that. It brings back, I know for many people over the years, I've had people call up crying about their their dads or moms when they, they're no longer with us, but just how much they've meant to them. And I think for everybody taking that time, just think about the role your parents or grandparents have had. And, you know, if your mom or dad is have been locked up in an assisted living or nursing home, it, it I think it's made us all appreciate who they are even more so now. I know I've had three friends, three close friends this, this past year have lost uh, their moms. And one's mom, my good friend Brad, his mom turned 100 and she died two days later. Another good friend of mine, uh, Frank's mom died and, and another friend, Brad's mom died. And it, I think it, it just gives us the opportunity emotionally to think about our parents and the role they've had on our lives. And, you know, if, if you're lucky enough to still have a parent alive, they're in a, a treatment facility like a nursing home, assisted living, you can go see them. God love you for doing that because they'll appreciate it. And it's one of those situations now just in terms of, you know, I think just getting through this pandemic and coming out the other side of it, it it makes us appreciate what we have and who we are. You know, I'm here on this, this radio station because they give me the opportunity to be here. I love doing this show because because of the calls we the calls we had today people get to share how they feel and i hope to continue doing this and one of my goals be on the radio 50 years i got 20 more years to go and um i love doing it because the, the whole purpose of this is to give you an opportunity to share and talk about things to deal with things and to get better being that it is father's day you know to me father's day is about family and i'm going to spend time with my son Today we're going to get to play some golf together with his his new family to be, and uh, looking forward to that. We're going to have a nice dinner tonight, and I think a day like this just gives us time, especially in like as I've said in what's happened in the past year and a half, to get some reflection just on life and who we are. Um, it's so hard today with social media and all the pre- all the negativity that's out there. I think to take some time to just reflect and think back on who we are and where we came from. Because to me, it's all in the end, it's all about family. You know, when you're born, your family's around you, and usually when you pass on, you're, hopefully your family's around you. So enjoy the day. Hopefully you get to spend some time with your, with your family, whoever it might be. Take care of yourselves and just have fun. You know, that's what we're supposed to be doing is really have fun. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Have a great time spending the time with your family today. Enjoy yourselves. Hope you enjoy this show. I'm here every week. Our shows are podcasted here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. They're podcasted on my website, winnersunlimited.com. They're podcasted on all the, the apps. 
Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, all over the place. And there are a lot of ways you can reach me. You can give me a call at my office at 816-561-5556. Send me an email at drj at com. Have a great day. Give your family a hug. Stay well.